screen. Every um, time. Every time. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of I should I support the banner up that help. The worst ones podcast. We are the worst ones, uh, aka preachers, kids, pastors, kids. Um, and uh yeah, we, we we hold that stigma proud. My name is Rudy, as you see on the screen, last name Wilson. We got Kelly Lee at the A, Vanessa Rowland at the A. Uh, we got Terry Wayne, the only person got his last name. I guess I should have put mine too. Terry, you always do that, but Terry Wayne kind of goes together. Terry by itself. Yeah, 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 don't sound right the other way. Just just Terry. No. You have two first names, Terry Wayne. Yeah. That's right. That's that's what I need because I'm twice the man uh, most guys are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, well, welcome back. Terry, glad to have you back, sir. I'm glad that you're, you, you're feeling better and everything like that. Um, yeah, Terry, about missing last week. That was my fault. I was all strung out on pain pills. <laughs> that uh, roofied him uh, into feeling better, low key. And then, uh, you know, I, I, had, I had back pain. I was given some some uh, muscle relaxers that turned out to be very very powerful. Uh, I was not aware of that. So. Gotcha. Well, you feeling better this week? I I am. I'm feeling much better. Thank you. Good. 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 Well, well, Kelly, you're obviously feeling better. You got your pearls on today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I don't sound like there's a peppermint. What you say? A mint stuck in my mouth? Like right. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you're not holding the peppermint inside of your mouth today. That's a bug out too, though. So. I did. I couldn't find my earrings though. I had on my uh, pearls and chucks earlier. Well, uh, I mean, you want to let us know why why you guys are rocking the pearls and chucks? I mean. It's inauguration day. All right. It is inauguration day. <laughs> Got the sister in the house. Right. Uh, Jesus. Are you guys more excited about who's coming in or who's leaving out? You don't have to go too deep. Just give me one or the other. Get the little orange man out. All right. Let's <laughs> go back to being normal again, where politics is boring and nobody talks about it. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say both. Equally, you think it's equal? Um, that's it's a big day. It's a huge day. Um, but if you had to, if you had to choose one, just I mean, it's no right or wrong answer. Just if you had to choose one, are you more excited about who's going out or about who's coming in? Look, in the words of uh, Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high. So I'm going to go with Kamala and Uncle Joe. I'm going to go with them. Gotcha. I would agree. I, no, I kick, I kick them when they're down. Thank God. He's <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. To nah. see um, a black woman, an Asian American woman, um, an HBCU graduate, my sorority sister, um, as the vice president of the United States is, I'm just absolutely speechless in, yeah. in awe. Um, I mean, that means way more than that other man leading. I mean, yeah. Bye. Well, yeah, you say that because he didn't come to where you are, but he, you know he lives three miles away from me, right? Oh. <laughs> How unfortunate. Yeah. Well, hopefully here. he'll be arrested very soon. The highway shut down when he came home this morning. 
Mm. Hopefully he will be in jail soon. So he won't be living three miles from you. Too <laughs> Hopefully not. But hey, how great was that uh, Amanda Gorman speech or the poem? Amanda Gorman. Oh my nice. gosh. It was, that? was phenomenal. So phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't I don't very well. I don't I don't I don't who I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. No, she was part of the program. Talking about Christmas trees and how great they are. She's on, oh, in, on the inauguration. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It was awesome. Gotcha. How, how long? How long did the inauguration last? Like an hour or something? Like that? Yeah, it was about an hour. Oh. Okay. I think yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it depends on what coverage you watch because some like CNN had like four and a half hours worth of coverage. Yeah. I'm like what? It, it was like a UFC fight, you know, where. Right. They got four hours. You pay for the pay per view, but it's ninety nine percent Bud Light commercials. <laughs> Forty five seconds worth of action, kind of like yeah. that. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a hall. It's a. I mean, it's a couple of day event. Like I remember when I went yeah. for Obama's. You know, so there's balls and galas and parade mm -hmm. and you know. So the actual ceremony itself, I think, was like an hour. Um, gotcha. It's a. It's you, how did how did they do as far as like what was it people there this year like like i mean like was it a lot i guess is what i'm saying because of covid or whatever how did they work that out so from what we can see in the crowd um definitely people there it seemed like they tried to social distance by family um mm. at the end though everybody was hugging and talking like it was <laughs> i mean everybody had wow. their masks yeah they didn't allow a crowd at this one uh, it was more like Congress. It was the yeah. House, the Senate. Everybody, everybody that went had to have a, everybody. I know this. I know that everybody that went had to have a, a negative COVID test. COVID test. Yeah. yeah uh, everybody had to be masked up. And then instead of having a crowd in the National Mall like they usually do, they put 400,000 American flags out to represent the people that have died of COVID this year. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it, was like, it was like a classy move, you know. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know when you know you're gonna overthrow democracy again. So, yeah. better just stick with the flags. Right. That, okay. But I have you seen? I think um, seven HBCU bands are going to be performing for the virtual inauguration ball. So you I'm excited you about that. Um, I think it's FAMU. Of course. Grambling. Makes sense. Tennessee State, maybe Southern. Um, who are the Jaguars? Is it Jackson? Southern is, I think. Southern is the Jaguars, I believe. Or it's one of them schools in Louisiana or something like that. Here, I got it right here. Okay, we got Jackson State, Sonic Boom, Southern University, Human Jukebox, Howard University, Showtime, Grambling State, World Fame Tigers. So South Carolina State, the Marching 101, FAMU, the Marching 100, and then the Tennessee State Aristocrat of Bands. They ain't got no water on them? <laughs> <laughs> no, they ain't make it this time. <laughs> First of all, we, we was at Battle of the Bands every year. You know what I'm saying? We was the marching 32, but we was out there. You know what I'm saying? Y'all better march. <laughs> for real. No, our band was popping for real. Like they were small, but they, I mean, they, they literally went to the, the, the Battle of the Bands, the Honda, whatever it was, and, and Georgia Dome. And we had the uh we had this group called the Purple Thunder, which is our plus size women dance team. 
Okay. Showstoppers. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm not even kidding. We every time we would be at halftime in the locker room, we knew when the Purple Thunder was on was on the field because you could hear the crowd going crazy. Really? Like, on, on away games, like the crowd going crazy, and it'd be the Purple Thunder showstoppers. So yeah. Shout out, do they still perform? I'd like to see them. Right, I said I'm gonna have to Google it. You, you, you know what you're saying is you always knew when the plus size girls were on the field because you could hear it. Let's see, I'm saying, (laughs) but then you're trying to tell me I go too far. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't, it feels like that was like nowhere near necessary. (laughs) Um. That's yeah, all yeah. I heard was like, oh, my God, he's about to be offensive. And then you weren't, and then I had to be. So but thanks for making me feel you, you always try to make me offensive. I don't be saying anything wrong. But your mind be like, oh, yeah, that's he's here with me. And I don't be. I don't be there. <laughs> he's just cute. But, you know, uh, I'm going to let you have it, Ted. You know that's fine. I'm fat and old. I'm allowed to say just about anything. <laughs> days. Um, what's, so, uh, Janessa. Yes. Um, I'm officially putting the ball in your court. Wait, before uh, Janessa's court, I want to say something else. Before her court. <laughs> before the ball is in her court. Before it's her turn. So I understand, Rudy, that you graduated um, yeah. in the last week or so. Yeah, yeah, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Rudy. So where did you graduate from? Ooh, what degree? Ooh. Did you receive? Uh, it's master filmmaker from Okay, go ahead. I'll give you the music. <laughs> you gotta put your cap and gown. No, uh, you know, I said it. I, I got master filmmaker from New York Film Academy. That's what's up. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Yeah. Can't wait to see in your next movie. Yeah. Do you really act or is that just because everybody's told me that they, they, I know they were just playing? So I don't I don't want to take this as a joke. Of yours, I guess what I'm saying. Because <laughs> no, I'm serious. My mom and them have said it all, and I I know they were joking. So I'm saying, are you are you being yeah. Vanessa or do you? Oh no, I want to be in the movie. Oh okay, yeah, me, okay, me too. I have I have three film credits. So well, I, yeah, I, you're, I, you're, you're you're a comedian. I, I could you would be more believable, but I'm saying I didn't know if they were just saying that. Just you know, graduated. Everybody was saying, "All right, so we're being next move." But I know they were all just kind of poking fun. Rudy, Rudy, what about women like attention? Don't you understand? Of course, they want to be in the movie. Oh my gosh, you just I mean, sign me up. <laughs> she says, no, I got you. I got you. Say no more. Um. All right, is the is the ball back in Janessa's court? Yep, ball's in Janessa's right. court. All right, thank you. Yeah, it's important for us to acknowledge your graduation, Rudy, because you worked so hard. Of course. But sure, the question of the week, wow. down to business. Dun, dun, dun. What things did you learn from church or church culture that you had to reevaluate as an adult? Where, where, did, where does this question stem from? Did, did, did you did you get this from like a personal experience, or you just you thought of this to be mean or something? What happened here? Um, yeah, it was kind of like a personal experience. Um, just growing up, you know, very kind of strict, and I guess when I left and went to college, it was very different from what I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um. 
especially since I practically lived at the church. Um, it made well, it made me like quickly have to like figure out well, what am I going to hold on to, and what maybe wasn't true, or what I need to reevaluate as it applies to my life. Um, and I think to this day, I still kind of find myself unlearning or reevaluating things that um, you know I thought was law when right. I was young. So, no, I was just gonna say, is this some? Do you have like a specific, like, as like that you don't mind sharing as far as like something you thought was law that you had to rethink? Um, well, I will say this one, um, I guess uh, pertains more now than when I was younger, but I used to think when you would go to church and like go ask for deliverance for, from something that you were delivered immediately. Like after they laid hands on you and fell out and all that stuff, like you were delivered. You saying, wait, you saying that's not what happened? No. <laughs> what? No, right. Like, no. Um, and then I would feel some type of way like, oh, well, maybe the Lord really didn't deliver me or maybe my relationship's not as good with him because it wasn't instantaneous. Now, I'm not saying that it can't be instantaneous with, deliverance it that just wasn't my story um so after i kind of go through those church services and we've all been through those those types of services um and i was kind of still struggle with whatever i was struggling with uh and it just made me feel like my like i said my relationship with god wasn't real maybe or strong or i wasn't doing something right um when in reality like Sometimes, you know, it's more than just saying you're healed. Uh, sometimes you need therapy. Sometimes you need a therapist. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you need to talk through what you've been through. Or um, sometimes you're not in a place, honestly, where you're ready to deal with that trauma. I'm sorry. Uh, Kelly looked like she going into work mode. Like you need, as soon as you said therapist, <laughs> okay, let me start evaluating. <laughs> Like you look locked. I swear to God, I saw it too. Like she's. <laughs> I love you so much, but I know. I mean, that's like my girl. Know. I know. <laughs> I was engaged. <laughs> but I would also say, even therapy sometimes in the church is not is like shunned upon or you're kind of just said all you need is jesus like mm. you know mm. that's that's a taboo topic in some churches not all yeah. i think i think churches today are kind of moving towards being more effective to that uh resource i mean my mom's a therapist so mm. i mean for mm. me that wasn't too taboo but i'm just saying like I thought sometimes it was like one way and then it wasn't until I got older that I realized that, you know, there's multiple ways to get where you're trying to go to. Um, to skin a cat. Yeah. But I mean, that's I multiple ways to skin a cat. No, but go ahead. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that's the, the same thing about um, the religious people I talk to that are like, say like climate change deniers. Right. And they're like, well, God's got this. God's got this. You know, we don't have to worry about it because God's got it. Well, at what point is it on you to be a good steward? You know what I mean? And make wise decisions. It's like that old joke. Have you ever heard that old joke, uh, ladies? Uh, 
I'm sure you have Rudy just being a comic. Uh, uh, the joke about the guy who's di- uh, drowning in the ocean. Hey, he's praying for help. And, he, yeah, and the help keeps help. coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boat comes by and says, no, God will save me. Oh. Tell her the joke. Ellie says she, she hasn't heard it. Another boat comes by and he says, no, God's going to save me. He keeps praying. He keeps praying. And finally, a helicopter comes. Says, man, let, let us rescue. Let us help you. And he goes, no, God's going to save me. And so the helicopter leaves. Eventually, the guy drowns. He gets to heaven. He finds God, meets him, and says, why didn't you save me? I prayed all that time. And he says, well, I sent you two boats and a helicopter, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. like sometimes you just have to accept the fact that, it, you know, if you're going to believe in God, and he's going to be, he, he, you're not going to see his words or his messages all the time. You just kind of have to live it in faith, right? So it, no. it's like that same thing when, when I hear people say things like that to me. It's like, well, come on, man. He gave you a brain so you could use it, not sit on it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree to me. Sorry, sir. <laughs> no, no, I see that. no, because I feel like it's similar to like, well, maybe it's not similar to like, but this is something that I may have to reevaluate. Um, like the statement that people make where you say like, God knows my heart. Um, and so I can go out and do whatever it is that I want to do, mm. you know, because God knows my heart. Mm. Um, because I think like Janessa was saying, we get so caught up in things needing to be or having to be one way. It has to look this way. And even in, you know, in the joke, you know, I'm looking for, I guess he was looking for God to come down and Jesus to come down and, and walk on water, him and Peter, you know, and, and, and do that whole thing. He um, wanted it to it, be the way he wanted it. Not right. the way he was given mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. and I think, you know, I, and I would agree sometimes in church, you, you, you condition to see it. It has to happen this way. Like I said, when I go and I, you know, I fall to my knees and I cry and I scream, Lord, help me. And I want to, you know, forgive me of my sins that boom, right there. I'm no longer addicted to drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling or whatever. But mm-hmm. there's work that has to go with that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a I like that one. That was a good one. That was fun. Y'all got the next one. <laughs> you and Terry, y'all, y'all responded to her, but y'all still got to answer the question too, as far as like, what was your, your thing to reevaluate? Whoever wants to go. I'm saying, oh, yeah. Who do you have to answer to? My internet froze, so I just got back. <laughs> oh, no, I, was just, I was just saying that she was still asking a question in reference to like, what was something you had to reevaluate? that you uh, learned from my church culture or whatever, and you reevaluate it as an adult. Um, well, I mean, that was, uh, that's, uh, we're certainly stumbling along an answer here, which is, you know, everything we always expected to be some, you know, fiery sword from the sky, but it doesn't have to be that. Sometimes it's just, you know, it can be just as subtle as a kind word or a missed red light that'll change your life, you know? Uh, so like, I guess to me back then, like the the main thing that I had to learn was, uh, I don't know if this was your experience in the church as well, but privacy was a big thing that I had to kind of get used to because everybody knew everybody, everybody knew about everybody. Gossip was in my church and most of the churches I went to gossip was, you know, it was bedrock. Like everybody talked about everybody and, you know, and, and kind of stepping back from that, uh, 
I had to kind of reevaluate what it really meant because a lot of people just use the church as a, a social club, you know, where they can go and meet people or get jobs or work or this or that, you know, and just be social with one another. But I never really looked at it that way. To me, it was always about the spirituality. It was always about the, you know, the connection to something bigger. Uh, and I'll be honest, like a lot of that, a lot of that social aspect of it and a lot of that, uh, a lot of that gossip and the, the rumor mills and whatnot, it really turned me off for a long time to the church just because I always thought it was supposed to be about something bigger than all of us, but a lot of people get wrapped up into it. So when, when I was out of the church, I kind of had to, you know, come back down to earth where I'd have friends and I'd be like, well, you don't know what's going on in his life. How is that possible that you don't know what's going on with him? Cause I thought we are, aren't we supposed to know everything about everybody all the time? It's like, no, not really. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, that's but that's inside and outside the church. I mean, that's that's just how people are. You know what I'm saying? Like people just love to just know about other people all the time. And honestly, yeah. I don't I don't I don't judge anybody for it, but like for, for me, like I, I've just never like just been into gossip, whether it's on a personal level or even celebrity gossip. Like I just you know I just never cared enough. But what I'm saying is but I mean, my mom, like you know, Reese, whoever. Like, I mean, they they talk about stuff all the time, and not and not that it's in a negative connotation. I'm not saying that they're bad mouthing somebody, but I'm just saying being in the know of what's going on. Like this person doing this, this person doing this, this person doing this. You know what I'm saying? I just that's just that's just people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that how you. This has nothing to do with how you. Oh no, 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 no! You're you're saying, you're actually you're you're hitting on something great because yeah. it's like at the same time uh, where I was, uh, I had to learn to not judge those people for judging other people you know what i mean right. it's like two wrongs don't make a right so right. it's me judging them for judging others like every time i'd hear a couple uh, of women saying like oh did you hear about her husband yeah he stepped out with his secretary or whatever right. you know and i'd be like oh how can you do that how can you talk about people's lives like that and right. at the same time i'm doing the same thing to them do you see what i mean so it's like it, it's like uh, what is it? is it? Wrath begets wrath and love begets love. So it's like maybe if I would take a second and not judge them so much, maybe they could learn a lesson about not judging other people so much. Or you would just you would just benefit from not judging them. They probably would just still judge or do whatever. They <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nah, they probably won't I'm change. Just to put you spot yeah, <laughs> we lost um, Kelly. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that. But but just to, to try to just to, to touch on the, the gossip thing even even further. I mean, um, I think I think it runs. I think it runs so big in the church, um, or, or or just just it's 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 just say a thing in the church because I mean, it's, well, it, it runs in people, and, and, and that's and that's and that's and that's what yeah, I'm going to say. But, people, but, and it runs in people. But I'm tying it even back into like what Janessa was saying in reference to like. Like if somebody went to the altar and, and like got prayed for about like they like gossiping or whatever, if if they went home that day and somebody called them and was like, "Girl, guess what happened?" That that prayer alone is, is what she's saying has from her experiences has not been enough to make that person say, "Oh no, this is yeah gossip." You know, yeah, I don't you like you know you're not getting that. It's it's still a 
now now maybe I'm more conscious of like, dang, I just got prayed for. Maybe I should not entertain it. That's that's a sign of growth. But at the same time, your desire for whatever it is still, you know, can be there. And I think that's even a misconception in the sense of saying, oh, I'm delivered from from sex. But I think it's more or less in the sense of a renewing of your mind and saying, okay, I I now realize my power to say no type of thing, as opposed to saying like I just won't get home anymore. But that's not a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just not a thing. It's just, re it's just yeah, reality. I, yeah, I think like that's part of it. It's I think at least when I was growing up, I just assumed whatever whenever people would go up crying and you know, just having mm -hmm. a moment that it was just this um instantaneous like boom uh but you're right like what y'all all are saying like you still have to do the work it's not necessarily i'm not like i said i'm not gonna say a hundred percent but like i'm just seeking from my own personal experience you have to put in the work like you still it's not like you don't have thoughts about whatever it is or you just you uh, like if you see a drink you just not gonna drink it you know like there is more to it than what I feel like is sometimes being displayed, which is kind of leads me to another thing I was just thinking about how um, I feel like a lot of churches today are very performancey. That's yeah. not really the word performance. But you got the strobe lights. It looks like a club on the inside. Mm. You know, you have like, the band and the DJ, and uh, you have all the. Those that have DJs. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. I had never seen that. Like on the, like on the Sunday service. The, there's a there's a church down here called. Um, uh, what I'm saying, but is it on the Sunday service? Is what I'm at. <laughs> oh yeah. Not on a Sunday. Maybe like at a um, like a young adult event or a, a Bible study. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. That, okay, that, okay. I thought you meant like, like Sunday praise and worship. Like he, he mixing. Like, like, <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere. They probably every But yeah, you got the strobe lights. You got the smoke machine. Sure. You have the you know the graphics and the theatrics and everything like that. And I think sometimes the gospel gets lost in the translation with mm -hmm. all the theatrics. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that's something, I think that's kind of like a, I don't know, a reverse thing for me is when I go to churches now and they have all of that, I'm just kind of like, what is this? Like I'm used to the deacon singing mm -hmm. uh, the hymns and you right. know, right. Well, church is an industry. You got to remember like, like, uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a church down here um, called Christ Fellowship. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, Rudy. It's it's pretty big. Um, they've got like five or six different campuses. Each oh, one of them is bigger than the last. Like they they've been known to buy out like a, a Super Target or Super Walmart and convert it into a church. And then you know they have they have stage production. It goes out webcast. It goes out on uh, local television. Like it becomes the production, so yeah, obviously something's gonna get lost there. It's kind of like we were talking about uh, uh, when I when I went. It was all you know, it was all used to be about the spirituality of it and and this and that. But it turns into a business, like everything does once it gets popular. You know, it gets popular, right. 
becomes an industry. No, that's facts. I mean, it's definitely the 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 lights and the, and the glitter and the glamour is definitely to draw people in. It's definitely to make people say like, and and not not that like. It ain't not that you can necessarily then just like not have good music or have bad preaching. Like you have to follow up with whatever, but it's it's the you're dangling the you know the bait type of thing. You know what I'm saying? To because people like you know what I'm saying. Like if like if you if if you had a if you had a nice two bedroom apartment and a nice little apartment complex, whatever like that, that would only be impressive to somebody if they knew like this was your first apartment. You know what I'm saying? But if you was like forty. Nobody would care, but if you had a big house, now we well, care. You feel what I'm saying? Perfect, huh? perfect, perfect example. Uh, do you guys know who Joel Olstein is? Of course, of course. Yeah, the televangelist. Uh, you know, he's got a twenty million dollar church uh, in Texas, and after the hurricane, he refused to lend aid to victims by using the church as a staging center. And it's like. You might have lost the, the forest for the trees there. You know what I mean? Right. Because here it is. You, you, your neighbors are in help, and, and you're going to be a good witness. And it's like this is the perfect opportunity to, to literally help those in need, and, and you're putting your hand up. Like, right. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily determining whether uh, – is somebody typing? What is, that? <laughs> what is that? I don't know who's – okay, it's gone. Oh, oh. I, um, but <laughs> what is what is? I don't know. Somebody's eating almonds or something. <laughs> okay, let me. Oh, let me try. So it's not me. I just muted myself and still heard it. I only hear it when you're talking, Rudy. Talk, Rudy. So I, I hear it. I hear it in general. You know, I hear it when I'm talking, but I also hear it when you said something too to me. And I don't know if that's my microphone picking it up. I don't know. Yeah, my I microphone not even plugged in right now, so yeah, and I, I, still, I can still hear it. Janessa, say something. Uh, the sky is blue. I too, and I heard it with Terry, so I don't know. Is yeah. it me? I don't know. I can put I'm, this. I'm just mute everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so I don't hear it right now. Let me plug my microphone in. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. I'm going to do y'all one at it. Y'all can hear it? I, was, I, was, I don't hear it right now. No, I'm saying, y'all, I'm saying, you can't you hear the crackling is what I'm saying. You don't hear it. Okay. I'm going to do y'all one at a time. All right, Kelly. Yes. This is Kelly Lee reporting for duty. All right. I don't think I hear anything. I hear it a little bit, maybe. I can't really tell no. Okay. Hello? Hello? Uh, Hello? 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 Um, Hello? Oh, Janessa, un unmute yourself. Hello? The sky is blue oh, and green. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. And then, Terry? Give me one at a time. <laughs> Everybody? Yes. Everybody say, talk, say some hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. All right. Bit of a hiccup. But I, don't, I, don't I, don't I don't know. The spirit um, of. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't it, like it's, it's kind of weird. But either way, I don't I don't even remember what I was using to say. Um, um, we're talking about Joel Wallstein and not helping. Oh, what I, oh, what I was saying. Right, right. right. Um, 
I was saying that I'm not necessarily uh, pinpointing or determining if just say the people who have the glitz and the glamour are using it to draw people in and then, you know, treat them like crap when they need help. I'm not necessarily going there. I'm just simply saying that to Janessa's point, like, and, and even your point about it being a business, like that's not there because, you know, they saw in the scripture that lights or whatever and smoke bring, you know, bring the aura of, of Jesus in the room. You know what I'm saying? That's because we know people like this, boom, we, we bring them in and then from there, even, and once again, even if they, they then are still delivering a good message, they don't have to necessarily be scam artists, you know what I'm saying? But it's still, because it is a business, you, you do need, you know, uh, tight payers to keep a church going. You know what I'm saying? Like you learn about the principle of tithing through the Bible, but in reality, your tithe is helping paying bills, helping keeping the doors open, helping feed the homeless, whatever the case may be. Like it's being used for, you know, I just say relevant things outside of just, you know, meeting the storehouse per se. Where much is given, much is required. Right. Now, Kelly, you had something? You about to say something or you just was cocking your heads inside? <laughs> nope. That's that's Kelly talking without talking. <laughs> no, it's really just my head is big, and so it needs to lean the rest. <laughs> <laughs> my head is big. It's like really on a slinky. It really just need the rest. My head big. I was gonna allow you to, I guess, go ahead and answer. And all the reason because I I just feel like my response made. Not my response may be long, but it may just lead to just a, you know. Well, I can go because mine kind of piggybacks on um, Terry's and Janessa's, or in and really Terry's, just in that um, that judging piece. Um, mm. And so you grow up in the church with strict, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Strict views on sex. Strict views on drugs. Strict views on drinking, um, on sexuality, on all of those things, um, where I found that when I got into college and really grad school, when I moved away from Atlanta, um, those things was were, some of those things were challenged, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I had to think outside of kind of religion um, and go into kind of spirituality in my personal relationship with God and figure out how I felt about it. Um, versus what I grew up in church learning um, and found that some of it was consistent. Um, some of it was different. Um, there are some things that I, I think something that was hard for me, you know, and even when we talk about church culture, like my dad was my youth pastor, you know, and so there are some things, um, and my mom is one who has really strong opinions about things. Um, and so there are some things that I differ um I have a different opinion on than they do, um, which is hard. Um, and so they—they they meaning your parents or they or, meaning okay. my parents? Okay, okay. They meaning my parents and my dad is the pastor of the church. Um, how he—not um, said how he he runs his church, but just like I said, just different opinions on things. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that was something hard for me um, because you you know growing up things are really black and white you do this you don't do this mm -hmm. um you know and so then in college um when i go to a party you know and i'm offered alcohol for the first time mm -hmm. you know 
then what do I do? Right. Um, right. You know, and so there was only so long where I said, you know, where I would go to the parties and didn't drink, you know, by nerd. <laughs> can, I, can I stop you real quick to ask you a question about that specifically? When, when your parents were giving you the lessons that you say about like drinking or whatever, so are you saying it was more or less like don't drink because it's a sin as opposed to they never gave you the lessons on if you're at a party dealing with drinks or whatever, this is how to handle it responsibly? Like you never got that. You just basically got the flat out don't do. So my parents are two totally yeah. different people. So my dad um, is very spiritual. My mom is very real, you gotcha. know. And so my dad usually, you know, but in my mom and my dad is real too, you know. And so, mm -hmm. but he'll definitely come from the, you know, don't drink, don't, you know, those type of things. Um, where my mom was more of a, you know. Like I said, this is how you drink responsibly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you decide to have sex, wear a condom, mm -hmm. you know, use birth control. You know, she's more, I had more of those conversations with her. Mm -hmm. um, but the message was always, um, you know, pretty much don't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I got, like I said, when I got into college, was probably one of the first times that I was faced with some of those decisions. Um, I kind of had to kind of strip away that church um, and then evaluate what that looked like for me. Um, yeah. You know, when in college is that time where, you know, you kind of go off <laughs> the rails, you're kind of out there, you're exploring and you, you're doing right. what you do, a little bit of everything, um, you know, and so having to, um, I guess, in, in that show, because even in college, um, I still very much went to church every Sunday mm -hmm. um, because that's what I did all of my life. Um, did you did you did you do it out of like obligation or did you necessarily want to? Like like did you feel a bit like, of both. You know, okay. Probably a bit of both. And I wouldn't even say obligation. Um maybe I don't know if obligation more it may have been more like routine. Um is is what you but, saying, but, but, but what but what would there have been like a conviction, I guess is what I'm saying. Like if you didn't go yes. with Okay. Yeah, but to, yeah, in the beginning for sure. You know, and so in that time where I had to find um Jesus for myself, um, I had to kind of strip away just church and religion and, and those type of things. And so that was hard and that was a struggle. Um, and even now, you know, as I continue to grow and evolve in my thinking and my beliefs, um, you know, and as that differs from um, my parents and home and church and how they do things, um, you know, it's interesting conversations, you know, that we have or that right. we don't have because I don't say anything. <laughs> um, right. But I think that I think that was something that I had to evaluate, reevaluate. I can't remember the exact wording of the question, but um, kind of evaluate, reevaluate. Going reevaluate when you became an adult. Yeah, when I became an adult, mm -hmm. and then not judging people. So in the beginning, it was like. Oh, she drinking. Oh, she drunk. Oh, look at her. Mm. You know, we're oh, you know, such and such don't go to church on Sundays. You know, mm -hmm. Randy always go, but mm -hmm. Lauren never goes, you know, mm -hmm. um, just kind of getting out of that, you know, that judging because this is how I was raised. This is how I was taught. To do mm -hmm. So these people are doing this, and, you know, and they can't, yeah. um, you know, and I think I've said this before um, on, I think it was the very first podcast. Um, and the 
the clip it that you use, Terry lights a cigarette. Um, mm -hmm. And someone says to me, did he just light a cigarette? Um, you know, and so kind of breaking through, you know, those things. You know, you know what's funny is, yeah, I, uh -huh. I grew up with that same thing where we were all, uh, we were all, oh, well, smoking is a sin, really? Because when they wrote the Bible, cigarettes didn't exist, so I don't know how you equate, <laughs> like, we just became, we kind of put our own values. On, mm -hmm. Especially in this country, you know, over the last couple hundred years, we've kind of thrown our own values into religion to where it becomes this minutia. Like you were talking about drinking being a sin when, listen, Christ drank wine all the time. So did the disciples, uh, you know, so did holy men back then. Now, it was fortified wine, kind of it's like a weak version of our alcohol. Uh mm -hmm. It, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, they, they couldn't ferment it as much. So it was only about a third of the alcohol content of modern day wine. But it, it doesn't matter. We, we are the ones throwing that on this situation. We're kind of, and it happens from one generation to the next. Oh, well, drinking's a sin. Well, all it takes is one mother to tell her kids that. And then their ki her kids will tell their kids. And then it becomes a whole thing. And all it takes is one pastor to say it at the pulpit. And now you got 30 mothers telling their kids that, and they're telling their kids. So we're kind of creating our own ideology as we go along. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's important to read the Bible for yourself, interpret it for yourself. And, and not only that, but look inside and, and ask yourself, you know, what makes a good person, what doesn't. Because like we were talking about the gossip thing. You know, I would listen to a woman tell me, uh, you know, oh, look at him. He was out drinking last night, being very judgmental. And then at the next time, she's, you know, making fun of some woman whose husband cheated on her. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you really kind of have to look inside and find value for yourself. Agree. Right. Agree. Agree. And like I said, and I think, um, I mean, as I got older, you know, so let's take drinking, for example. Um you know, when you <laughs> tell all my business, but when you get drunk that first time, um, and you, <laughs> and you, you know, you realize why your parents say you don't drink. I think that's the hangover. That's the hangover yeah, portion of your Even about. those bad decisions that you make in, in the midst of all of that, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I always make great decisions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that one. Um, <laughs> you know, those bad decisions, you know, I go back and I realize, like, you know, whether, and I can't remember my dad saying it's a sin, you know, but it was always, you know, don't drink, you know, and I see why I shouldn't drink because, <laughs> you know, so like I said, and having to figure those things out, you know, for my, for myself, what the church taught me, like I said, like Terry said, reading the Bible, understanding it for myself. Um, and then with my relationship with God, you know, and, and then being okay with that being different from how I grew up, especially with how I grew up is still very much a part of my life because it was it's my daddy. Um, and by the way, Kelly, just so you can tell your friend, and I kind of want to know who it was that mentioned that, um, but uh, that's that's specifically why I always drink a beer and smoke cigarettes on here. <laughs> It's to let people know because I want to break that stereotype. I want to break. I want to help break that in people's minds that oh, just because you drink or because you smoke or because you have tattoos or because you have this or because you have that, it means you're not holy. 
man, you can go to hell with all that. You really can because it doesn't matter who you are. You know, the last doctor I saw, you know, had two sleeves of tattoos. That wouldn't have flown 30 years ago, but we're starting to we're starting to grow as a people and understand that, you know, you really can't judge a book by its You really do have to get to know people. You really do have to understand the character of what's inside people instead of just what temperamental little judgments you want to throw on them about how you ain't holy because of this or because of that. Uh, you know, I told my father years ago, I said, church is no place for Christians. If you really want to be a witness, go out there to where they are. Because all you're doing is church is just a big echo chamber sometimes. A bunch of people that already are there to believe what you believe, that already think what you think. And it's good to encourage each other and help each other. Yeah, but the problem's out there. What are you doing in here? Makes sense. Yep. Sorry, didn't mean to fire you up, but um, <laughs> I'm always no. fired. You know that. <laughs> I know. That. He said, "I wouldn't know who it is." Right. <laughs> I want names. Right. <laughs> I need their IG handles. Uh, right. Facebook. Right. 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 I'm about to call somebody a Philistine. Now, come on. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Kevin, I mean, we just have something else. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to just say real quick, that was something um, you hit on, Kelly, about just even going to church, um, thinking that if you didn't go to church on Sunday, that you were doing something wrong. Not necessarily a sin, but just some type of inner conviction or feeling like you weren't doing what you've been taught and you are deviating from, you know, what your parents God you um and for a long time i agree like if i didn't go to church on sunday and it had to be it had to be a morning service like it was very specific if it was an afternoon service or a saturday service that wasn't real church between 10 and noon those you know what i'm saying um but of course i think we all know like whether you go to church sunday at 10 a.m every sunday or not is not going to kick you out of heaven. Like just little nuance, nuances like that. It's right. so funny. So, well, the, I worst one, the worst ones are, are the ones that try to earn their way into heaven. They feel like, like as long as, it, you know, they can be rotten inside as long as they, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't wear pants or makeup or this mm -hmm. or that. And they feel like they've earned their way into it as if that's something you can buy mm -hmm. with your morality. It just right. doesn't. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Mm -hmm. What you saying, Kevin? Well, I was just saying something to Janessa to Janessa's point um, that I had that struggle Sunday, and so I had started binge watching the show Saturday night, and so Sunday morning, of course, I wanted to continue to binge watch, um, and I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want. Well, this show got good. Nah, <laughs> I don't want to church enough. I didn't really want to watch church. I wanted to finish binge watching um, this show. And I had this deep internal struggle that like, Kelly, it's okay if you don't go to 930 service and watch, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's okay. Right. Like, it's it's recorded. You can watch it again this evening. Um, right, right, right. You were off on Monday. You were okay. But I really, like, I had it in, like, I was struggling at 33 mm -hmm. years old three days ago that if I don't watch church at 930 and I watch I was watching LA's finest. LA's finest instead that there is like I mean, just like even now. Um, 
It's just interesting. I ended up watching it Monday morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch the church service or the LA no, I did not watch the church service. So I, I watched my, I finished binge, my, finished oh, you binge finished my binge. show. Gotcha. And then I watched church Monday morning because I was off yeah. Monday. Gotcha. Okay, yep. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that, I mean, that's a good, you can bake your noodle on questions like that. Like if you go out, if I was to go out on Saturday night, uh, you know, and, and drink and party and do this and that, and then I ended up coming home with a stripper, right? And then I'm supposed to be at church the next morning. Is it better for me to take the stripper to church or miss church to stay with the stripper? See, but to your point about the strobe lights and the DJ and all of that, I'm sure the stripper would have no issue going to the church with the strobe lights and the DJ because she in her element. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Already for her. Yeah. <laughs> she good. Yeah, but here's, here's my point. My point about my, and I've said it before to you guys, you know, I wish they would put a bar in the back of the church with a smoking section. You'd get a lot more people there. So what's That's your real goal? What's your real goal? Are you trying to reach people or are you trying to judge people? Because I know a lot of people that would answer that question like, I'm not going to take a stripper to church with me. And it's like, why not? Isn't that the whole point to try right. and get, you know, Mary Magdalene into the service? Isn't that the whole deal? Right. But we, we get so wrapped up in not only not the judgment of each other necessarily, but the judgment that we feel from others, from whatever wrongs we got in our life. It's it's basically a a, a misconception where you were to to what you're saying, like thinking that you walk in with the perfection as opposed to walking in messed up to go get help. You know what I'm saying? Like in in, in most church people's mind, it would almost as, be as if everybody who was inside of a hospital was not sick. You know what I'm saying? Like you were you were there right. because you were healthy, and the, right. and you made all the sick people stay on the outside. It ain't like, much of a hospital, is it? Right. If everybody's exactly. already well, it doesn't really right. right. much of a hospital. Exactly. exactly. That's a perfect, a perfect analogy, Rudy. Perfect exactly. analogy. I'm with you 100%. Um, I'm going to try to say mine real quick. Um, cause I, I know we already like past 50 minutes, and I don't – usually when I bring this up, it, it, it usually warrants a, a long um, question and answering thing. And it's not necessarily controversial like towards you guys or really anybody, in my opinion. Um, but it, it you bring up the whole like reevaluating something. I will have to say that this is something that I have reevaluated more than anything I think I've ever learned in church. Um, and that's that's basically you're you're basically taught in church two things, right? You're taught that uh, God is all knowing. You know, like He knows everything. He knew you before you was in your mother's womb. He know how many hairs on you know on your head. Um, he created you, so on and so forth. He knows the plans that he has for you, so on and so forth, right? But then, in the same strength, we're told that we have free will and free choice. And my biggest confusion, always, that I could just never really fathom, is. If God already knows what I'm going to choose, let's just say if I'm presented with a situation, how free of a choice was that for me? And I'll even go a little bit further. Even something that Vanessa or somebody said earlier, but just in anything in general, like we, we don't create ourselves. Like 
Kelly, if you don't like peanut butter, you didn't give yourself that dislike of peanut butter. You were just born that way. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. That's that's a choice that that you didn't make. You're you're not you're not you're not choosing to not like peanut butter. You your taste buds. You were born with those taste buds, and you just don't like it. So you just yeah, so you, you now you're making a choice not you're making a choice not to eat it. But that's but once again, prior to you making your decision, there was a decision made for you. You didn't choose to be black. You didn't choose to be who your parents were. You didn't choose how tall you were going to be. You didn't choose the day you was going to be born. You, you, you don't have a choice today that you're going to die. So this is what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm. I'm not declaring that there is no free will. I'm not declaring that God is not all knowing. I'm not saying that. So don't attack me and say, Rudy. Let me prove to you this. You don't need to prove to me one or the other. What I'm saying is, I don't understand how they coexist. How 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 is it that I have this ultimate choice to do whatever whatever I want with whatever I want with my life? But number one, you, you were saying that that God is it already knows everything before I even do it. So which which which, let, which in my mind appears as if I'm just almost executing a life that was created for me, as opposed to me making these choices along the way. But even even past that, there were a lot of choices made for me prior to me even getting here to be able to make choices. Once again, me even being born in the United States, like that gives me more choices than somebody born in a third world country. But I didn't get I didn't choose to be born here. They didn't choose to be born there. You feel what I'm saying? So our, were, was were we in these different situations because this is what God already knew or were choices made? by whoever that dictated how we per se got here that's always been my biggest it's like whatever i okay well you know there's an alcoholic gene right you've heard oh, of this an alcoholic gene mm -hmm. oh, alcoholic gene. okay well yeah there's a gene that makes you more susceptible to becoming an alcoholic uh they, they've been able to prove it but just because you have that gene doesn't mean you're going to be an alcoholic it just means you have an inclination to it, but you still have the choice. You may not like peanut butter, but you still get to choose whether or not you eat it. Like you can eat it and not like it. Right. I, I didn't, not, but I, I never, I never, never said that. What I'm saying is, is that, but you never made the choice to not like it. Like your first encounter with peanut butter is not determined based off of if you're going to decide whether your tongue is going to like this or not. Your tongue is going to taste it. And what it already what already exists for your tongue and taste buds, you're just it's, right. you're going to be made aware of it. It's what it is. You're going to find out in that moment. I oh, I don't it. like this. This isn't me saying, oh, you know what? Do, 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 do. I don't like peanut butter. Go. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not what's happening. You're finding right. out and being made aware. You're still choosing whether or not you're going to eat it, whether you like it or not. You know, there's a lot of people that are in the church so, that don't. But then, do what, but then, what is free will? Then, where where does free will start? Where where do we that's start making hard whether or not you eat the peanut butter you hate, that's your. I'm saying no, no, no. But I'm, I'm saying, but I'm saying in in life in general, if we if, if what 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 does it what does it mean to have free will? What does it mean for God to be all knowing? That, that, that's what I'm trying to say is like it's just like that alcoholic gene. All of us might have some, you know, uh, inclinations to do one thing or another. I mean, look at your average man. But that's, that's not what I'm asking. There, that's not that's not what I'm asking. No, no, let me get around to it. 
I'm talking about free will. Everybody's got their inclinations. And that's what you're talking about, like God knows your heart. So, okay, well, God- I'm not talking about God knowing your heart. That's not what I said. I'm not talking about God knowing nothing about your heart. What I'm saying is, is that, and maybe y'all never got this lesson, but what I was taught is, is that God is all wrong. Yeah, I know, but your question was, if and God knows your heart, how can you have free will? I didn't say that. I never brought up the word nothing about God knowing a heart. All, all I said was that God is all known, and we also have free will, and how do they coexist at the same time? That's, that's, what, what, that's what I'm talking about. That, that has nothing to do with God knowing your heart. What the, It kind of does, though, because that's what I'm saying. is When they say that God is all-knowing, it means... He knows every one of us. It doesn't mean he's he's not a fortune teller. He's not going to predict the future, but he knows every one of us. So, so he, he knows, doesn't know the future. So he knows what's in our hearts and minds. No, I'm asking so, you a question. So God doesn't know the future. I'm trying to answer it, man. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking, does, I'm does God know the future? Is, yes or no? Does God know the future? Yes or no? God knows the future the same way that a uh, prognosticator uh, of the NFL knows the future game like he knows what's probably going to happen but he can't tell you exactly because it all falls on us at the end so then, the then end, god is not all-knowing then yes he is but again you can't, you can't, you can't be all-knowing and making a guess to to something that could probably happen at the same I'm time trying to explain it and you won't let me so i mean i was trying to explain my point which is like okay well here's the thing you, me, anybody, God himself. We can look down on an alcoholic and say, okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna, he's gonna walk down the street, he's gonna find a bottle of vodka. Most likely he's gonna drink it because he's an alcoholic. That's what he does, right? But he he still has free will. It's still up to him to choose whether or not to. So he can always change the script. I'm not I'm not saying that somebody doesn't have the choice. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that how can we have that, that choice? Like, okay, an even better question. When we make a decision and then something happens, is that, is that, new, is that God finding out in that moment that we made the decision or did you're he already know prior to us making that decision? You're, you're talking about predestination. You're talking about the fact that everything is predestined, right? Because God knows everything, so he knows the future. He knows everything that's going to happen. So all of life is predestined, and we're just walking the line. I don't believe in predestined. I, I, it's never made any sense to me because you can't have free will if you believe in predestination. You, you that, that's the question that I'm – that's my whole point. That's, that's what, what I'm answering. But no, but you keep trying to tell me how we have free will. And, what I'm, and the point that I've been making is what you just said. When you, when you said that you, you're saying that you don't believe we can have both, that's the point that I'm that that I'm asking. How is it that because I've been taught we're saying what well, we taught in church culture that we now reevaluate as true. I was taught that both always existed, and what I'm saying is I'm not trying to determine which one does or does not. I just don't see how they exist at the same time. That's what that's exactly well, what that, I'm. That, that's what I was basically the the analogy I was trying to give is just that. It's that yes, you can have a order two things and say, well, this is the way the tide is going to flow. But we can change that anytime we want to by changing ourselves, by changing our own instincts, by changing our own desires or our carnal needs, whatever. By changing those things, we can change the way that that tide flows. 
It's Some still going, but we're pushing it in a different direction. Same okay. thing as a dam. Like I got you. You know, you don't, you don't believe this. So, so what about the you know, Kelly and, and Janessa? Do you, are y'all under the impression that both exist, or what are your thoughts? So, I kind of think about it that we do have free will, um, and I guess at in the same way that God knows what's going to happen. So, like, I sometimes. Sometimes the way I think about it is, okay, Janessa, you can choose if you want to go to college or not. And if you go to college or not, they will both have different paths. And God knows what that path is going to be, whatever way you decide. So I think some, like I think the way I think about it is that you can choose and God already knows whatever decision you make that there's other paths that you can go down if that makes sense no so but so but but he doesn't know which path you're going to choose what you're saying yeah he doesn't know what path you're going to choose but he knows if you go down this way then this is gonna like this is your trajectory and if you go down this way this is your trajectory so then god isn't all knowing um and then that that would that would that would suggest well, that he's responding to what it is that we do. Hold on, hold on, Terry. Hold on, hold on, Terry. Hold on. I'm I'm, I'm asking that. I'm saying because that 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 would that would be saying. And I'm not I'm not attacking you. I'm just I'm just saying in, in the well, sense like, that that would that would be suggesting that like w- once we do something, then he then makes an adjustment, chess move or whatever, as opposed to just already knowing exactly what's going to happen. I think. I mean, that's kind of tricky. Uh, because I do believe that God knows all. Like he, I think he knows exactly how it's going to play out at the end of the day. He already knows that, but he allows us to pick the path we're going to get to, to get to the end result. But but I'm saying, but does he know that path before we pick it? Is my question. I think he does. I, I think he does. That's just me. But so, but so then... Did we really make a absolutely free choice to make that, or did we just choose something that we that was already, like Terry said, predestined for us to do? I think I don't know. I think we. Maybe because I've never thought about it this way, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm making my own choices. Um. But I also, at the end of the day, feel like God knows the choices I'm going to make. Because um, I, I feel like if I did the things that, you know, if I did things exactly how God wanted me to do them, I would, wouldn't be where I am today. But he has allowed me to make my choices that, will some way somehow still get me to where he wants me to be. But I've just never thought about it in the way that you're saying like, oh, it's either predestined or you have free will. They can't coexist. Like I've never just thought about it. So I'm kind of just talking through it right now. And my final question for you before before Terry goes, so you're saying where you're at right now, you and God found out at the same time that you are where you are because after you made your choices, or did God already know you were going to be exactly where you are right now? I think he already knew. I think he already knew. I don't. But 
I think he already knew, but there were many paths that I could have taken. And this is the path that I just some way, somehow took. That I get what Janessa is saying because I, I held that I held that same thought for a long time. Like like your life could branch off in a thousand different directions depending on what you do with your free will. But God always knows where you're going to go regardless, just based on whatever you're, you know. You, you know what I'm saying, Janessa? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had muted everybody because I, I heard a little clicking thing again. I was trying That's to. Fine. But yeah, I see what she's saying. She's saying like your, your life could branch off in 10,000 different directions depending on the choices you make. And God knows all of them. And it's up to you to choose whichever path you're going to walk, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. But he still, but, at the end of the day, knew that you were going to take that path. And he already had stuff preordained for you, whatever right. route you took. Right. But the, the roadblock that I eventually came up to, because I used to think that way too, that very same philosophy I, I had in my own head. Uh, the, the roadblock that I came back to was, uh, answer me this question, Kelly, Janessa, Rudy. Um, why did God create man? Say that again. According to the Bible, why did God create man? It says it very specifically as to why he created man. For his own delight. Yeah, I was going to say to worship him. Yes, he created man for his own delight. And what kind of delight is there watching a movie where you know what the end is? You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of delight would God get from us watching us walk the path that he already knows we're going to walk? There's no delight there. It's delight by giving us opportunities by giving us chances and watching what we do, watching what paths we take, watching where we let our morality fall in what is good and what is evil and what is right and what is wrong. That's where the delight is. Kelly, don't you? So I don't really have <laughs> looks worn out. <laughs> um, I've, I haven't really thought about it. I, I definitely understand your question. I definitely understand um, how that you know, may stump you or whatever the word is, but I haven't thought about it. Um, to be honest, like I've always thought of God as being all knowing. Um, and I find comfort in that. Um, for me, as, as I walk through life that I know that, you know, where, wherever I go, whatever happens, um, that he's with me, um, that he knows, um, that it's his will. Um, Hopefully, I know sometimes it's you know, but, but you even pray, Lord, Lord, let my will, let your will be done and not my will, you know. And so, but I haven't, I haven't thought about it that deeply to really add anything to the conversation. Um, but I definitely see everyone's point and perspective, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, and that's and that's 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 perfectly fine because uh, I even, even just touching on that whole word, you know, will, um. Cause see, my, my I guess my whole question is just what 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 do all of these words actually mean? Like, do do they mean what we thought they meant? You know what I'm saying? Cause like, your will would be like, what you is that what you want me to do, or is that is your will what is going to happen? You feel what I'm saying? Because like, even when Jesus prayed on the cross or, or prayed before going to the cross, like you know, take this cup from me, but not my will. Let yours be done. Was that more or less? An acknowledgement that I already know this gonna happen anyways, because Jesus came to die. You know what I'm saying? Like he he prayed that prayer knowing why he was sent here. 
You feel what I'm saying? So like, was that really even like, uh, you know, hey, maybe I can make something sway here, or was this basically saying like, I I know how you are, and your will is gonna be done regardless. You know what I'm saying? So help me through this. You know, and I, I'm I'm not necessarily having y'all answer that, but I'm saying these are the things that I'm thinking about. Even scriptures in the Bible say he he maketh me lie down in green green pasture. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever that was, they didn't choose that. They was made to lie down. You feel what I'm saying? Or 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 even you know uh, there's a certain benefit for those who are called according to his purpose, not people who are calling themselves. Those who are called. You feel what I'm saying? So like. There's even it, it literally uses the word in the Bible that chosen people who are chosen. You know what I'm saying? Like even just say like the 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 Davids in the Bible and whoever's like, did, were these people going to be who they were, or could they have not be? Could they just have not become who they were? You know what I'm saying? Like could they could they have chosen otherwise? Could, could Adam and Eve really never have done what they done? Because that's that's where that's where it starts as far as with like with mankind, you know, at least for most people. Like, so if they're the first two, and what they did affects everybody after them. Could could they have not done that? Could they have chosen otherwise? And God would have had to just figure something else out. Or when they showed up, everything that happened was actually going to happen. Well, it's like that- you, said. you you said he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Yeah, like a shepherd. Right. And as a shepherd, you can train your sheep, but you can't make the sheep do something. But he didn't say train. He said make it. I, I understand. But I'm saying like God is the shepherd. Right. I, shall I, not. I understand what you're saying, but, you, but you're still, but you're still talking about. You can train your dog to come when you call him. But at the end of the day, it's not up to you. You can call him all you want to. But it's eventually but up that's to not what, what it says. So that's not that's not that's not relevant. That's not what it says. It didn't say anything about training or 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 teaching. It said make because you, you said people who were called to preach. Yeah, you can be. No, 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 no. I didn't say call. That's I didn't say call to preach. I said the scripture said talks about people who were called according to his purpose. People right. who were called according to his purpose. That, that doesn't have to do with just, just preaching. That's. Whoever that is, but what I'm saying is whoever those people are, yeah. they didn't call themselves to, to, to do whatever it is for his purpose is my whole point. And right. and, and the make it isn't, isn't, I'll teach you how to get the water, but you got to drink on your own. That's not what that is. If I'm making somebody do something, that means that it's going to get done. You feel what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen. You're saying, but I, I feel like the overall feeling of it is that he, he can call you to his will, but it's up to you to actually come. You know, that's why I was saying about the dog, because you can train the dog to come, but it's up to him whether he does or not. I got you. You still on, you still on the train. I got you. Kelly, you might say something. I actually don't remember. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. <laughs> Um, so like I said, I mean, Kelly's the most honest one out of all of us. I just want, I just want to be clear. I, I wasn't like necessarily expecting like an answer from y'all or y'all to try to whatever. But I'm just saying, in the sense of my reevaluation uh, question or whatever, that was my biggest thing, you know. Because I've even, I've even had people ask me before, you know, who don't go to church like that. Well, you know, God put you know the tree in the garden if you didn't want them to eat it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And that's I, don't have an I, I mean, it, it, on a very 
I guess, basic level to that. I feel like, right, God put the tree in the garden for him for them not to eat it um, in hopes that they wouldn't eat it. But he knew beforehand that the whole situation that was going to happen. He knew that, he, that the serpent was going to tempt Eve and Eve was going to bring it to Adam and Adam was going to eat the apple. I think he knew that. So he was that. complicit by putting the tree there? I mean, I'm not going any deeper in, into it because again, I thought <laughs> I mean, it's kind of his fault, right? Like he's kind of at fault at some point because he put the tree there knowing what was going to happen. Right. That's what I mean, said. We also think his son knows why, why I understand the question, why I understand, um, like I said, Rudy seems like he's still questioning it. Um, For sure. It seems like that you you know, you've questioned it before, you've thought about it before, you've come up with a distinct answer. Um, Janessa said she, you know, she hadn't really thought about it. Um, I haven't really mm. thought about it. Um, like I said, I, he's just, he's all-knowing. But like I said, I get it. And it is a hard concept. And I think that's some of it is just, I don't know, there's a lot of things about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit that I don't understand and I can't see, you know, back to a conversation that we had um previously um about how do you know that god is real um you know i think it all kind of ties in together but i don't know i i think that god is all-knowing um but i see where the question comes but from. i want to be clear i don't know either that's what i'm saying <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, not, yeah i'm i'm not making, i'm not making a stand i'm not making a stand but one way or the other terry you know for himself you know, right. you're still, you know, which is why you brought it up. You're still right now. Let me get a different, you know, different perspective. Have they thought about it? Right. You know, those right. Type of things. Well, hey. it's that it's that same old question. You guys have probably heard it before. You know, if God is all powerful, can he and he can do anything? Can he make a rock so heavy that he can't lift it? Right. I've it, it, the it's a philosophical question in philosophy. It's if he's all powerful, then he can make a rock so large he can't lift it. But if he's all powerful, he can do anything. So which one is it? Like it, it's a it's a what do they call it? A, a, a it's like a Mobius strip. It just keeps going around and around and around and around. And yep. I, mean, I don't know why Rudy thinks we're going to answer it here. No, but that's no, the, but that's the point I kept saying. I'm not expecting y'all to have the answer. I'm just, I'm literally oh, answering. I'm literally answering Janessa's question of what my, where my reevaluation stands. Because that's yeah. literally the biggest confusion that I've had out of anything. Is I feel like this, I, I feel like to what you're saying, Terry, that it should just be one or the other. But I've also been taught that it is both, and I'm wondering, is it really both? And, and is there a sense to be made in it being both? Or is it really just one or the other? You know what I'm saying? Because we even say, I mean, we, we, like, there's so many terms just thrown out loosely. Even just saying, you know, like, God works in eternity, we're in time, and we're just living and catching up with him. So if that's the case, like, if he's already ahead, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's... And my last thing, I just I do find it hard to fathom that God being this big powerful being, this all-knowing being, and then my one decision, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's like he's just now finding it out as I make it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, okay, boom, I done did this, and now he gotta make this whole adjustment based off of 
now okay, so he chose this path, so now I gotta start restructuring, as opposed to just already knowing what it is that's what's gonna happen. Like I mean, you you created me, you know what I'm saying? Like even if I do like to 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 do anything simple, like I didn't put that in myself. You created me, you know what I'm saying? You like you gave me my parents. You knew the exact DNA to make me, to make you, to make whoever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel like there is some responsibility on God in that aspect, especially as far as the creation. But if there is a point where the choice now becomes ours, when 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 does that start? Or are we literally just executing a life that was already known for us to happen? I think you brought up a good point. Again, I don't have anything to add to the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> When you talked about God having um, some type of responsibility, accountability, you know, for who we are, you know, thinking about it that way. Like, again, I just hadn't, I've never thought about it that deep. Right. No. And so if you created me with this inclination towards alcoholism, you know, or drugs, then at what part do you hold God accountable? You know, for me, I've, I've, I've never thought about that before. Right. Um, no, because it, it's still on you. Even you might have a, a you know, you might have the, the the gene. You might have the uh, the predilection to, to to maybe lean towards being a drug addict. You know, maybe have a, a an inclination to, to be an alcoholic. But at the end of the day, you're the one smoking the crack. You're the one drinking the booze. You know what I mean? So I I think we just have he sets the parameters just like in an ant farm, right? He sets the parameters, says where we can go, where we can't go, but it's up to us to make the decisions and crawl around. He can't change that. That's what free will is. But even, but even that doesn't sound that free because there's still parameters. Well, maybe, I think maybe that's what you were kind of talking about earlier. Maybe free will is not the way we're interpreting it as right. free will. Maybe it is free will, like Terry just described it as the ant thing with mm. you can do whatever on the inside. And so that's if fun. that's the case, if that, if that's the case, Rudy, would that help you with understanding it better if you knew that free will meant that and not what we're thinking like free will means? I mean, yes, yes, yes and no, but it still it still makes me wonder. Like, so, it, it, but, it, but even in the routes that we were given, is God still all knowing in that? Cause like, because like, are we are we given those routes and then literally just choosing freely, and He does not know? Because then that still paints the picture that He's not all knowing. You feel what I'm saying? At least to me is what I'm saying. Like, it, I feel like you can't be you can't be all, but then there be something that you know that does not, because then that's not all. You feel what I'm saying? Like either you know all or you or you don't know all. You can know all up until I know up until this point, but then after that, I figure it out from there. Is that a thing? Like you know, but to say that it's it's all, you know, like, to me, I, I feel like if you're gonna say all knowing, then you know it'll be all known. But you know, I'm, a, I'm a, I mean that's a good question. I'm gonna run that past some some scholars and some pastors, <laughs> and, and you see other people's thoughts because I've just I've really just I've never thought about it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a hard concept to, for me to, to make me like it doesn't make me doubt God or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't necessarily look at him differently, but you know, 
I'm, I'm, it's definitely uh, you know something I've inquired about for, for a while now, and, and I, I haven't got to an answer. But uh, me to say there's gaps in what well, the things that he's they've been kicking this question around for a few hundred years. So good luck to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just interested in seeing other people's perspective on it. I mean, it's the same thing as like if a tree falls in the wood and nobody hears it, does it make a sound? It's the same. It's the same type of thing. Like it's, it's meant to be. I mean, not really. I could I get the answer to that question, but I mean, I could fall right now and not be around. Me. I heard it. You know what I'm saying? Like I just because I wasn't around to hear it, don't mean it didn't make a sound. If it fell from standing straight up, it's gonna make a sound. You just you just weren't close enough to hear. It. But uh, anyway, we, 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 we've gone on long enough, guys. Um, so good, good question, Janessa. This, this definitely, uh, you know, sparks some fire yeah. in this. Um, hopefully, whoever's doing this uh, typing on the typation spirit. I honestly, I really think it's, I really think it's, it's Kelly's phone. Every time I mute you, it goes away. Like even when other people were talking. <laughs> Cause I got you muted right now and I, I don't hear it. But then I, it, it turned off as soon as you muted me. It's back. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I just never said that earlier. But yeah, you got the typhation spirit on your phone. Yeah, because when I turn it off, it goes away. Let me see. Um, so I'm just gonna leave then. And let y'all continue. <laughs> so good night. Good night. Good luck. So, so uh, I just can I'm gonna just, just let you laugh. I just, I just need to, yeah. Uh, so Janessa, you can go ahead and um, you know, uh, plug yourself, plug away, do your thing. You can find us at the worst ones PK on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at J Rihanna double underscore J R I A N A double underscore. That's it. Cool beans. Terry Wayne. Uh, Terry Wayne comedy on all social media platforms. Uh, you can check out my podcast blame girl with Terry Wayne on uh, Monday nights on my Facebook. It's free. So there's no reason not to. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, I'll go ahead and do mine. Uh, definitely at the worst ones, PK. Um, follow that. Um, follow the movement, man. We're having good conversation here. Um, you know, we want to we want to get more people stirred up about Terry smoking cigarettes and drinking beer on camera. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> like, because like, like, Kelly's mic is broken, so I'm going to do hers for her. Uh, <laughs> Kelly doesn't have social media. Everybody makes <laughs> points. I think it's really nice. And I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Don't follow me. <laughs> Don't follow me. Private page. So. Go ahead, Kelly. You're off mute. It's on. I can hear you now, Kelly. That, that's it. <laughs> Her don't, don't follow me I cannot Well thank you guys for watching uh, Thank you guys uh, Terry, Vanessa and Kelly Great job today um, And we'll be back man next week with more uh, PK stuff More uh, you know things that are just making our parents proud More interesting questions that Maybe even have to go back and talk to our daddies And see if they can give us an explanation You know what I'm saying Because well, I'm right now <laughs> Anyways, until next time, we out. Peace.